0: Welcome back to the TuTu Tuk <laughs> Podcast. You know who I am and my guest today, my girlfriend Emma. She's been on here before, last year, and she's back. What's going on?
1: Hey, thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here.
0: So you guys know what the song is since this is already posted on there, but Emma is a big Chattahoochee fan. And so she made sure that the first time that we have a song about Alan Jackson, it was going to be Chattahoochee and she was going to be on here.
1: That's right. I was very adamant on it.
0: Yep. And, um, you know, this is this is kind of unusual from what we usually do, because usually I'm picking the picking the songs for the artist. But you know what? Made an exception, which this is basically his most popular song, which is the songs I like to cover on here. Not sure if this would be the one I picked. Maybe I'll get into that later. But just want to do a couple of things before we get into the song. Some social media plug. Uh, go check out Red to Road podcast on Facebook, our page and the Facebook group. You can just send us a message or create a post. You know, we really need some positive messages from our fans right now. You know, we've, been, we've done this whole podcast without much negativity. We've had some negative comments recently. We had someone and they shared the podcast let's just say a lot of negative a lot of criticism and you know those people you know they don't know about this podcast they don't really they're not they don't listen to it every time they don't understand you know our listeners know that i'm no expert when it comes to this stuff you know i'm a fan and i do the best i can and it's getting better go back and listen to our first episode if you don't think that this episode is better than our first one I don't know what to tell you, but, you know, check us out on Facebook and give us a, give us some good messages. Also the fake punt is our football podcast. Emma hopefully will be on there sometime this season. She is pretty good. She got tied for third in our football NFL 32 pick challenge league last year. So we do that kind of usually monthly in the off season, not as much. So give that a check out. Yeah, so we're going to change up how we do the podcast. I like to change it up every now and then just make it more interesting and, and better and just not do the same kind of same old things all the time. So I'm still going to go into the song facts. But actually, when I go into the breakdown of the song, usually if you listen to this, I always do the breakdown of the lyrics and then I get into our opinions of the songs. Now I'm just gonna I'm gonna do the facts, but I'm gonna kind of go through the specific things that I like about it while I'm going through the lyrics. And so you can just jump in if you have a specific thing that you like. And then we'll go over the the overall what we think about it when we're all said and done. So we'll see how this works. Hopefully this makes it flow through better. And the other thing I think people didn't like about my podcast is that I don't really ask specific questions to the guest, but I have some specific questions just oh, for you no. <laughs> when this is over, because that's more of a traditional interview and I don't really <laughs> do that, but you know, I think people maybe, maybe they want that. So we're going to try that. Out. Okay. Anyways, <clears throat> I already said why we picked the song. Emma is a huge fan of it. Alan Jackson right in that, you know, kind of Brooks and Dunn era. We do a lot of uh, country artists around that time, but yeah. So basically this song, I would say got Emma into the kind of neo-traditional country music, really got her into country music overall, but not really her first song. I'd say more Morgan Wallen and John Party. What'd you say?
1: Yeah, I think so. But I... Uh, yeah, I, I remember first, I think we were in the car and you first played Chattahoochee for me in like, I went 2018. Um, but I, and I instantly was just like, what song is this? But I would agree that I listened when Morgan Wallen came out with some stuff and John Party like, um, I listened, those are songs I like right away added to my list and listened to like on repeat a lot. Um, but this Alan Jackson definitely got me into older country
0: yeah and this song you know it's not traditional country music and it's i don't even know if you it's barely neo-traditional but alan jackson in general is very neo-traditional so this song got her into alan jackson it's very popular this song is his currently his number one most popular song on spotify number two it looks like overall behind it's five o'clock somewhere Written by Alan Jackson and Jim McBride. It's the first song off of his, I believe his third album, A Lot About Living and A Little About Love, which is a line in the song. Released in May of 1993 as a single. the Actually, the album came out in 1992, so it came out in 1992, later released as a single. It won the uh, Country Music Association Single of the Year and Song of the Year. As far as the chart, peaked at number one in the U.S. and Canada for country and number 42 on the overall Billboard chart and number one for the year end of 1993 in country. So that's it's pretty much the biggest country song of 1993. And then some, I'll just pull up, there's a couple of interesting things on Wikipedia that I found on here pull up. So it says that, uh, Alan Jackson, he had a little, little quote in here says Jim McBride and I were trying to write an uptempo song. And Jim came in with the line way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. It kind of went from there. It's a song about having fun growing up and coming of age in a small town, which really applies to anyone across the country, not just by the Chattahoochee. And they said that, they never thought it would be as big as it's become, and the um, yeah critical reception it has pretty good. And music video, um, you know, we're not really gonna do a music video review, but I think the music video is pretty cool. Do you have you seen it?
1: I have, I have seen it. Actually, uh, you'll be, I think, shocked, but also very proud of me because today, while I was at work, I actually watched the, uh, on Amazon Prime, the Alan Jackson document- documentary, uh, Small Town Southern Man. And so I do ha- also have uh, some insight on the song because there's a little snippet in the documentary, documentary where they talk about uh, the song, which is funny to me.
0: I did not even know that that was a documentary. I'll have to go watch it. Yeah, it's good. I have to review it on this. So this is my breakdown of the song. And, you know, I'm just going to kind of go through the lyrics. Not just go through the lyrics. I'm going to kind of tell what I think about each part of the song while I'm going through the different lyrics. And you can kind of jump in at the end of these sections here okay so the intro 15 seconds i gotta say just fun is what i think of band intro the guitar instantly gives off this sort of beach surf type vibe Uh, my initial reaction is that it's really not country at first more of just a beach rock sound but the fiddle does come in pretty quickly
1: yeah I do love the fiddle and that, like, yeah, the intro kind of guitar strum. I think it's a great, uh, a great, like, in big impact for the beginning of a song. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's within the first two lines, I think you get hooked, because at least for me, it's just like way down yonder in the Chataguchi, it gets hotter than a coochie coochie. And that line has always just been so funny to me. Uh, I don't even know if i know what that (laughs) means but i've tried to look it up uh it's just a funny line i feel like people are instantly just either laughing about it or just super intrigued and want to hear more
0: no yeah i i agree and yeah so getting to the first verse the other two lines of this verse we laid rubber on the georgia asphalt we got a little crazy but we never got caught so basically the first verse is saying that they're enjoying themselves on summer down or during the summer down on the river. And I kind of took apart some of these terms from this. So you got the Chattahoochee. That is a river that runs basically in North Georgia near North Carolina down the Georgia-Alabama border and ends near Florida. So if you're not from the area, that's kind of where it is. Georgia, uh, Alan Jackson is from Georgia. So that's kind of what the songs, why it's it's even talking about Georgia. Hoochie Coochie, this is the best I can find, is some type of provocative belly dancing (laughs) from the (laughs) mid-1800s is what it says on Wikipedia. (laughs) And anything else I find is some sort of provocative something. You know, it's it's, because I think hooch means like alcohol. Uh-huh. But then hoochie, it just—I don't know. It, it, there was never really. I think it generally means some type of provocative dance. <laughs> and then he says lay rubber. This likely means he was talking about driving around, probably squealing some tires on some back roads down in Georgia. And it in the then the chorus. So the first couple lines of this down by the river on a Friday night, a pyramid of cans in the pale pale moonlight. I love these first two lines of the chorus. The whole chorus is just saying kind of that they partied all night. Probably these are probably kids in their teens or twenties down by the river. Pyramid of cans is going to be a stack of empty beer cans. And then let's see, he says, never knew how much, out muddy water meant to me so i looked up and the best i could find unless he's just saying just in general muddy water is that so apparently the chattahoochee river used to be a little bit muddier and dirty back in the 60s and 70s which the song is in the 90s but that's quite a while from now Uh, but it's a little bit it's a lot cleaner it seems like these days says (laughs) and then the last line of the chorus it just says then you know the name of the album a lot about living and a little about love
1: yeah i think it's a good uh, a really fun chorus i it's just so like it's so descriptive um, and but simple at the same time like yeah i really also a pyramid of cans in the pale moonlight it's like a very fun way a fun like image to think of um, but it instantly, like, everyone can picture it. It's so relatable. Um Time near the water, down by the river. Some, like, had a night like that with their buddies when, like, they were teens or, like, young adults. So it's just, uh it's, like, kind of, I feel like it's nostalgic for everybody.
0: Yeah, and this is, I mean, this is something, even if you are not a kid, these are something that yeah. I would do really at any point in my life. Hey, <laughs> this is just hanging out with your friends on a Friday night, but a pyramid of cans in the pale moonlight, is just a, what, what a, what a line, what mm. a, you know, it's a, it's just not only is, I mean, you're taking something just like they're finishing beer cans and all of a sudden it's an art, it's a pyramid of cans. And then the lighting
1: I you got to have lighting oh.
0: when you're taking photos. Photographer, <laughs> the lighting is a is the moonlight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I've never put cans of beer in much of a pyramid other than maybe a very small one, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking that's that's the other part of this night is they're drinking a lot of beer and they're putting them in a pyramid, but yeah, yeah. so the second verse and most of the song. It's not a very long song. There's not a whole lot to it. It's mostly just choruses. But the next verse is pretty short. It says, we fogged up the window in my old Chevy. I was willing, but she wasn't ready. So I settled for a burger and a grape snow cone. I dropped her off early, but I didn't go home. Basically saying that they were fooling around in a Chevy pickup. And instead of making it to home plate, they settled for a burger and a grape snow cone. And then after he dropped her off, he probably, uh, well, it goes right into the chorus. So probably he went back to partying with the boys on the river. And this is probably my favorite verse in the whole song, because you're going from sex or almost having sex to getting the specific food, a burger and a grape (laughs) grape snow cone. And it's the great, it's the burger is so... You know, you've got the Chevy and the burger, very, you know, so American. And then the grape snow cone is just really funny because, you know, there must be, I mean, there must got to be like a, a county fair nearby. I don't know why he's <laughs> getting, I guess if it was like grape soda, but grape snow cone is very specific. There's got to be a stand somewhere. So it's very, um, it's very, very summer-esque and very childish to get a grape snow cone. So that's very funny.
1: Yeah, I, I think this this verse is like short and to the point, um, but just has a lot of character to it, because yeah, the snow cone, it's just like, I'm picturing one of those like little like paper cones, and like the perfectly round top, uh, and it's like the grape juice and everything. Um, yeah, it's funny how it goes, yeah, going from like, oh, like pretend, like all oh, this romance and stuff and he's like oh well it's okay i'll just i'll just grab a burger and snow cone head back to head back to the boys and hang out like oh whatever it's just like so nonchalant Uh, (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, it is very not it's very nonchalant and then it it perfectly goes into because it doesn't really mention women in what doesn't in, in the first verse but here it does and And it perfectly goes into the next, into the chorus where it already said it earlier, but it says it again, uh, where it says it, talking about cars and dreaming about women. So it mentions the women and, you know, the car for that matter, talk about the, like I said, truck, Chevy pickup, but it goes, yeah, it goes into the choruses for the rest of the song. So those are my takeaways from specific parts of the song. What is your overall i know well obviously you (laughs) love the song but any other sort of overall things about this i got a couple i got some specific questions you actually kind of answered at least one of these so i'm gonna try to think of some more
1: oh okay okay i yeah i just i love the song uh i like i said i remember when you first played it for me i instantly wanted to know what it was i i just don't know how you can listen to this and not like start tapping your toe or nodding your head. Um, And just, I remember after just listening to it for a few times, I picked up the lyrics so quickly because it has that really catchy beat, the rhythm Um, and something else about kind of going back to that beginning intro, like the guitar beat, uh, the guitar strum. I love how it starts with that and how it ends with that. Um, I think it just really rounds out the song as a whole and it just kind of brings it, brings it all together. Um, so I really, I like how he ends it, starts and ends it the same way or similar ways.
0: Yeah. That, that beat too. that, like kind of beach, it's almost like a more of a rock version. Like the, it's kind of like a, kind of like the beach boys type of music almost. Oh, yeah. And it fits in really well with the song because it's talking about the river.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So you already answered my first question here, but so was this the first Alan Jackson song that you ever heard?
1: I think so. I, because it was like, it was very, you played this for me, I think very early on, uh, like when we started dating and obviously <laughs> Brooks and Dunn was the first band country band you play for me oh, yeah. um so i was like introduced to that but i think the alan jackson one i you just put it on you weren't like oh you have to hear this song it was just kind of in your country playlist or like you were, were just in the mood to hear it um i believe that was the first one i heard because i i can't i was not a country listener before that makes sense 2018
0: so, what about the song? Would you say initially appealed to you?
1: I think just how catchy it was. But like I said earlier, I after listening to just like two to three times, I are I knew the chorus lyrics. Like I could easily sing along with them. Um, and it was just a, it was just a fun song. I loved. I when it comes to music, I I actually tend not to listen to the lyrics as much. I go off, I pick my songs a lot off of like the beat and the rhythm um, and this one was definitely, definitely uh, caught my attention with how all, like the fiddle, just all the different instruments and the way they kind of blended together.
0: Yeah, I think that people people say that a lot. I think that songs, you know, they stick with you if they have good lyrics though
1: yeah and so this agree. song
0: i think that you'll continue to like it because it's not just a gimmicky song it has very funny and clever lyrics like we were just talking about
1: mm-hmm.
0: so this is uh one i just thought of what is your second favorite alan jackson song
1: oh uh, so what you really like uh,
0: no you not me well
1: no 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 i know but Uh, what ones do I like? I like, I feel like it's a lot of his popular ones, like Country Boy, you've played that a lot for me. And I like that one as well, just because it's kind of like, it's like a slow or steady B. um, the low voice that he has is, uh, super interesting to me. Um, I also like Good Time. That one's a fun one. It's pr- I, I feel like it's similar to Chattahoochee uh, when it like comes to the beat and like tapping your toe and wanting to just get up and dance. Um, but I don't know, probably one of those two. I, to be honest, it's like obviously I haven't listened to every, everyone. of so many songs, like dates so far back. Um, but I should now that I've watched the documentary and I know a little bit about him, I I want to kind of go back and look at some of his older albums and stuff.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll talk about Alan Jackson overall and then just the song. So this is not my favorite Alan Jackson song. I think for a while it probably was because he was really popular in the nineties, and then still popular in the 2000s, but mostly in the nineties. And so, you know, when I was like a kid in the two thousands, he wasn't really on the radio quite as much as he would have been in, in the nineties. So, and then and then the, some of the songs you mentioned came off his 2008 album. So at that point I wasn't quite riding in the car quite as much as when I was, you know, more early mid two thousands. So I didn't really hear him. A whole lot growing up except for of course it's five o'clock somewhere that was early 2000s
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and in this song but i didn't really hear a whole lot of his other songs <clears throat> but i went back and listened and his 2008 album has got some great songs country boy and good time are both really good i think country boy has a really really good sound even though the song's a little bit more just sort of generic uh but it's really good. The good time, very upbeat. I really love that song. Just very fun. Much more of a country sound than this. Actually, actually name drops Brooks and Dunn. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite song, I think, of his is gotta be Small Town Southern Man. Yeah. And that's a pretty a lot of people, that's a that's a a lot of critics like that song. It's a little bit, it's slower. It's about a small town Southern man. And Mm -hmm. I think his also another thing, his voice, like in this song was not very deep. Somehow it got deep and in country boy, you can tell it's very deep. If you think about kind of the the midpoint of those was like, it's five o'clock somewhere, you know, it was, it was decently deep, but not quite as much. So somewhere in that two thousands, it started getting pretty deep. And I think his voice kind of got better. I don't think his voice is quite as unique as it was. Yeah. His later stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I, um, well, all the more reasons you should watch the documentary. I feel like I know so much about him now. I think small towns that not that we're covering this up, but I think small town Southern man is about his dad. Is it? I think so.
0: Because you know what, actually I, so I, What I had looked up from this, I think from what I had remembered, I think most of the song or like half the song was not about a specific person. Okay. It was about just a general small town Southern guy. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It wasn't really a a biography about his life, but it did say, I have to pull up the lyrics somewhere up here. Here. Do you want to search that in there? Sure. Sure. But it mentions basically him and his siblings. And it says, so it says, um, first there came four pretty daughters for the small town Southern man. Then a few years later came another, a boy who wasn't playing. So that was, that's actually, he has four older daughters. And then he is the, uh, I believe the lone.
1: Four older sisters.
0: Four older, four older (laughs) sisters. And then. (laughs) He is the one boy unless there was someone after him yeah. I'm not really sure so yeah that that's probably my favorite song of his mm-hmm. but he had he has a lot of other ones he has he's got a lot he's got a lot that are really good chasing that neon re- rainbow was like his first big hit that's a that's a great song mm-hmm. overall this song I like it a lot I have heard it quite a bit so it's not really one that I love to play all the time. But for the summer, I think it's definitely, it's always a Jane. It's always, if you're, you know, floating down that river, Chattahoochee has got to be, it's got to be on the playlist.
1: Yeah, I would also agree. And I think one more, one more little fact, that factoid uh, that I know is that I think you'll find interesting is the, uh, the like managers and like the record label at the time when this came out, they actually didn't want nobody wanted the song to come out except Alan Jackson. Because they said it's like, it strayed too far away from his like ballad love songs and like, his like soft, or his like quieter image. And then he came out with this, and like in the music video, if you see him like the water skis and cowboy boots, they thought it was like too, too much, or too, uh, it would like ruin his image. Or like, I thought that was really funny. And it's like, what do you know? Now it's a big it's, hit. it's
0: become, yeah, probably his biggest hit. Yeah, Alan Jackson does have a lot, a lot of slow songs. Uh-huh. Most of his songs, I think, are slow songs. And But he's always been someone that has been able to have these radio hits, even though he keeps that neo-traditional country alive. And this song... I'm not really sure it says that quite as much because again, like it's sort of different. It's not really like a true country song, um, but it's still very fun and it's not, it's not a pop song. So I like it, but I, the background we just heard, I think maybe our cat kicks kicks Brooks. Um, oh, one last thing also just bought tickets to the, Brooks and Dunn concert, we're recording this end of August, it'll be next month in Blossom near uh, near Cleveland, so I'm super excited for that. I have not ever seen Brooks and Dunn in person, very excited.
1: Yeah, that'll be a wild time. I uh, You have your your t-shirt, your Brooks and Dunn t-shirt you yes. can wear? Yes,
0: the Red Dirt Road, which... Yeah, I'll have to, I gotta, we gotta get on, on the, we gotta get something. We gotta get some, uh, some business cards and pass them out there.
1: Yeah, that's true. I wonder if.
0: I gotta get those business cards, pass them out to some fans Uh and also to some stage people and say, Hey, hand these up to Brooks and Dunn. (laughs) They gotta be, they gotta at least be intrigued. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure they've not known about my podcast because they are two guys in their late sixties. And so they don't (laughs) use social media a whole lot. They have social media accounts, but I feel like they don't really post themselves on there, but someone, someone from Brooks and Dunn reach out to us.
1: I, for the record, I have tried, I have (laughs) DM the Instagram accounts of Brooks and Dunn and then kicks Brooks and Ryan Dunn. (laughs) trying for for like past birthday presents or like at me just trying to be super extra for gifts for you but never i have yet to receive a response
0: that's okay <laughs> yeah so we got we got a lot of other things coming up on this podcast make sure you're subscribing we've got you know unfortunately a lot of country artists recently passing away in other artists nancy griffith passed away. Don Everly of the Everly Brothers, who is more rock, but he had a little bit of country. We'll have to, um, to dive into uh, what they have. Tom T. Hall, actually his most popular song, That's How I Got to Memphis, was covered by Ronnie Dunn. And uh, we got Dirk Dirk's Bentley episode I would like to do eventually because we saw him at the Country Fest. And then Travis Tritt will be at this Brooks and Dunn concert. So we'll have to do a travis tritt album or an episode eventually so a lot a lot of stuff to do a lot of guests that we want on here yeah in fact the guy that we're going to brooks and dunn concert with nick trying to get him on here apparently he's a big brooks and dunn
1: yeah man
0: so that will be it for today from way down yonder on the chattahoochee <laughs> i'm not going home
1: keep it country